In just 48 hours, TopTel can provide the world-class AI and tech experts you need to optimize your business and stay competitive in 2024 and beyond. To get started, visit TopTel.com. That's T-O-P-T-A-L.com. Coming up on the Money Beat Podcast, it is your look at the week ahead. In the markets, they are focused on Dow 20,000, but they're going to get rid of that pretty quickly, and then they're going to have a lot on their plate to digest. There is a retail sales report, job openings, and at the end of the week, it is already earnings season. Some of the biggest banks report on Friday. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to the Money Beat Podcast, and this is your look at the week ahead. Uh, Paul Vini, Stephen Grosser here in the studio, joined today by Rachel Louise Ensign. Rachel, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm really? Doing all, yeah. I am doing all right. Even after our flirtation with 20K all oh, day. Oh, what a, what a, a set. We'll get to that in a second. And also on the... Uh, on the phone from Washington, D.C., Ian Talley, one of our economics reporters. Ian, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, okay too. You're Just doing okay. okay, too? Just okay, yeah. <laughs> Look, it was it was hard to be, even being objective journalists who are outside of the stock market, looking in and reporting on it. Uh, Friday afternoon was incredibly stressful <laughs> and, and, frustrating. And, and frustrating and painful. Uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average traded as high as 19,999.63. Came within 0.37 of, and of that hitting 20,000. That 0.37 might as well be a mile. It might as well be. Right. Because, I mean, look, uh, on a percentage basis, it, it's minuscule. If you're rounding, you would round to 20,000. Like, it's so close, so unbelievably close. But you're right. Until it ticks over it, it doesn't count. And close over it, really. And close over it, really. I mean, yeah. you know, we're going to be excited when it takes over in, uh, in our money beat land. But really, for the paper, it's all about closing over it. Right, so, right. Well, yeah, it's not official until you get a close. Monday morning, we're going to be at our desk <laughs> preparing for uh, the open. I just want it done. I just yeah. want it over. Like we, we can't even move on in the world no, and we, do anything else. We're stuck at our desk staring at a screen. We got nothing accomplished for four hours this afternoon as we right. like, just covered right. the, like up the, you know, it goes up, it goes down. It goes up, Ugh. it goes down. I mean, poor Eric Holm, I think, wrote, you know, it was within one point. No, it's down eight yeah. points up. It's you know, Yeah, like unbelievable. in our live blog. So uh, look, the, the reality is uh, it would be a shocker, an unbelievable shocker if the Dow didn't hit 20,000 at this point. But still, it's just a number. It, you know, like we're going to move on from this and other yeah. things are going to be more important. But, yeah, Monday, first thing the stock market's uh, to-do list is is hit 20,000. Yeah. Get it, it over. Just rip the bandaid off for rip us. Rip the bandaid Come off. On, Get now. it done. Right. Uh, and as soon as that is done, and let's just hope it happens at the open, and we just, you know, uh, then we will start looking at what else is going on in the world. And uh, Ian, that is why we wanted to have you here. Wanted to look at what's going on, on the what's on the economic calendar. So what is on the economic calendar? Well, I'm sitting here in the D.C. Bureau wondering why there is an inflatable Christmas tree uh, in here. Um, and that brings me to mind uh, December retail sales. Maybe uh, uh, that will uh, that'll be the big one in the U.S. Um, uh, next Friday. Perhaps that'll be the boost that uh, 
that uh, the stock market needs to, to break the, the 20K barrier. But um, so uh, after a kind of yeah, November mm-hmm. retail sales, um, uh, economists are looking at December and hoping uh, Christmas holiday buying, uh, uh, people buying uh, gifts that uh, on money and debt that, that they probably don't have. Um, will boost the uh, the third final sorry the final quarter of um, uh, GDP and, uh, uh, and change the outlook slightly. Um, there's also um, uh, Tuesday we have in the U.S. we also have jolts so, so uh, job openings uh, labor turnover if we see a high quit rate uh, maybe there's some confidence that uh, that uh, uh, workers have about quitting their jobs and and uh, finding new ones um, and you know how close are we to the full employment. Uh, level it's a right. it's a uh, it's an indicator that yellen has uh, the chair, fed chairwoman yellen has has indicated that we should look at to 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 gauge uh, the health of the the uh, employment rate i i think internationally there's some euro eurozone data coming out uh, and japanese mm-hmm. data but for me uh, of course uh, china uh, is most interesting uh, we'll have um some uh, uh, trade term uh, trade data out on Tuesday. Um, it'll be, hmm. I think, uh, showing b- both import and export data. How 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 much buying they're doing, uh, how much they're exporting. Global demand, you know, what the global demand is for Chinese exports uh, is the manufacturing base of the world. Um, so so those are the highlights. I think we can talk about uh, what's happening in Japan and Europe too, if you like. Well, I was going to go back just to retail sales. Uh, what's the early sort of read? Um, is it? It looks like it, like people were out and spending money. They just weren't doing it at department stores. Oof, yeah. doc, well, no I, way. I, there there is economist consensus uh, that we surveyed uh, forecasting a 0.7 percent increase. Um, uh, that's compared to 0.1 percent the, the the prior mm-hmm. month. So that, that's a, enough to juice a goose up. Uh, uh, I think uh, GDP um, uh, estimates uh, for for the for the final year. Mm-hmm. And with jolts too, like the last report did show, you know, a good healthy level of you know people quitting their jobs. Yes. Is that is that trend expected to continue? Well, you know what? Uh, we don't have a consensus on that, okay. uh, but uh, but yes, the 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 uh, I mean, we've we've seen improvements and consistent uh, improvements in the uh, the uh, the job sector, the uh, the labor market for for quite a while now. Uh, even today's um, uh, numbers help to 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 justify that. Uh, but but uh, we don't have a consensus on that. Hey, Ian, you mentioned uh, you know you mentioned the Fed, and I was looking on the uh, calendar too. There's a few Fed speakers on the calendar. Yeah, I think uh, my guess is is that since the the Fed's December minutes uh, mentioned the word uncertainty something like thirty six <laughs> times, it's probably uh, thirty six thousand. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that uh, any clarity uh, that uh, that they can give, the officials can give on uh, how they see you know, the legitimacy of the Trump uh, fiscal stimulus infrastructure plan, uh, tax cuts, you know, how much they're factoring that into um, their revised uh, rate estimates um, uh, for uh, for an accelerated pace of rate increases. Um, uh, guidance on that, uh, how, how close we are to to in full employment and we're seeing wage increases and, uh, you know, the 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 um, uh, inflation pressures, you know, inflation fears that some people have uh, mm-hmm. will will help, help guide that. But, you know, pre, 
pre-January 21st, you know, pre-inauguration, until um, we see something rolling out uh, uh, from from the, the Trump administration, I don't think that we'll have hard and fast guidance uh, that will, will totally radically reshape uh, the market's expectations for for the Fed, uh, Fed's view of the economy. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's, take, let's take a break here. We'll come back on the other side of this important message with more about what you need to be aware of in the week ahead. This message is brought to you by Nuveen. Nuveen has provided investment excellence for 125 years. A lot has changed, but one thing that remains constant, including the different types of durable income in portfolios, can help investors meet their goals. With expertise across income and alternatives, Nuveen continues to expand its capabilities while maintaining its legacy as a leading investment manager. Visit Nuveen.com to learn more. Investing involves risk. Loss of principal is possible. Hi, this is Paul Gigo, host of the Potomac Watch podcast. Join me and my colleagues every week as we dissect all of the latest happenings in Washington. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts and become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Google Play Music app. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Money Beat Podcast. We are taking a look at your week ahead. And if you want more podcasts from the Wall Street Journal, you can check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Lot, we have a lot out there. You know, we got Your Money Matters, The Free For All, Heard on the Street, Tech News Briefing, WSJ Opinion, Watching Your Wealth Media Mix. You can follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts, and you can become a subscriber. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and your Google Play Music app. Stephen Grosser, Paul Vigna, Rachel Louise Ensign here in the studio. And, uh, oh, Grosser, we, we, we let Ian go, but there was one other economic thing that you wanted to bring yeah, up that we should talk about before first, we get into Before we get into earnings, I just want yeah. to mention, there's a small business optimism uh, index that comes out uh, next week. And we talked about that on our Friday podcast. It is surged after the election. And in mm-hmm. fact, if you look at the November one, if you look at the divide, pre, uh, you know, pre-election, post-election, the, you know, it really took off. It'll be interesting to see what the December number is. Small businesses, as you know, our guest Jeffrey Saltz uh, mentioned, early, you know, on our previous podcast, is are, are critically important to the labor market in the U.S. And um, you know, people have also been calling for business investment. If small businesses are feeling more confident to invest, hire, increase salaries, yeah. that's good for that's good for the virtuous cycle. All right, so we'll keep an eye out for that. And, and look, as much as the market is interested in Dow 20,000 and they are interested in the latest tweets from Donald Trump and they are interested in what's on the economic calendar. Nothing, no pun intended, Trump's earnings. (laughs) And earnings are coming up. Only a couple of names on the calendar for next week, Rachel, but uh, it's the big ones. Yeah, we we, right off the bat, some of the big ones. Uh, What are we looking at next week? So next Friday, bank earnings starts again. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, it feels like we just had bank earnings yesterday. But it's another round of bank earnings. It's going to be fourth quarter, end of the year bank earnings. And it's going to kick off on Friday with Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, and Wells Fargo. And then the following week, we'll have the rest of the big banks, a lot of the big regional banks. And then the regionals will keep trickling out over the next, next few weeks after that. But basically, this is not bank earnings as usual this time around, because this is the first bank earnings after the election, after Donald Trump, and after a massive run-up in bank Mm. stocks. So 
Dow 20,000, I think I saw something today that Goldman is responsible for like 25% right, of that. Right. So what we're going to see in these earnings reports is whether whether investors look at the reports and have confidence that the new valuations are appropriate or whether something's a little off or not as great as expected and they say, oh, wow, maybe we shouldn't have driven up these bank stocks like 20, 30 yeah. percent each. Oops. And, uh, <laughs> maybe everything's Oops. not so perfect. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a sell off after earnings. So the earnings is going to be really interesting, even though it only captures, obviously, two months after the election out of the three right. months. Not even earnings, two full months. Period. Yeah, not yeah. even two full months. It's going to be really interesting and it's going to be fascinating to hear what the bank CEOs say in terms of the outlook. Well, well, I, well also, I mean, yeah. regulation. I mean, yeah. because, you know, you have Dodd-Frank and the Volcker Rule and, you know, all of this has basically been, you know, put on the chopping block by the Republicans and the Trump administration. It'll be interesting to see what, you know, they, you know, most of the bank CEOs have already sort of talked about it a little bit, but what more will they say yeah. about deregulation in the industry, what kind of impact it could have on their bottom lines, um, you know, I think we could all expect that. And that will be, for, I think, investors, perhaps the most, you know, one of the more important things because they're always looking into the future. Yeah, exactly. And then, and it, it'll be good to listen for commentary on what they're seeing from borrowers of all different kinds. So what are they seeing from commercial clients? Are they uh, borrowing more? Do they want to? And I mean, I know some CEOs were saying before the election that, you know, everyone was just waiting to upgrade their equipment and invest in their businesses until the election was over. Well, now that it's over and there's been this run up, did that happen or did yeah. it not happen? Yeah. Also, consumer behavior is is going to be reflected in these earnings. I know there have been some numbers that have shown that uh, people are taking out fewer mortgages because rates are up. So it's going to be really interesting. No, well, I mean, and, that's and, that. that. Oh, go ahead. Paul. Well, I was gonna, that, that's kind of the interesting thing. You look at the market trends and the way things are going. And yeah, you know, interest rates are higher. What does that do to consumer spending? What well, on the other side, uh, I have to think the banks are actually going to their own bottom lines are going to benefit by the fact that the stock market has been on such a tear. Oh yeah. Um, well, they're mostly going to benefit from the fact that rates rose and there was a steeper yield curve. So that is immediately good for them. And it's just a question of how good, as good as investors have expected. I mean. One of the most interesting things has been how dumbfounded some of the analysts have been on the run-up uh, in bank stocks. I mean, analysts are always, like, the most optimistic of everyone. And, you know, they're writing these notes that say, well, yeah, this could be really great, but we're just not really sure if the massive spike in bank stocks is really hmm. worth it right now. If it if there's If there's any bank stock that's worth buying at this point, you know, a lot of them seem uncertain of that, which is... An extraordinarily rare, rare place for a, a bank analyst to be. Well, I mean, Goldman and in, in, I think in Bank of America have been up what, between twenty and thirty percent. I mean, Bank right. of America being the one that the bank stock that seems to react the most to rates. Um, I, I think, you know, and I do think it's going to be interesting to see how much the rate impacts their mortgage business versus they've been dying for higher rates, and it really feels like. The Fed will be raising rates this mm -hmm. year, um, and then you know, in uh, like that last year they said four times, and everyone sort of freaked out in the market. At this time, it was tumbling, but this time it feels like there's the likelihood that it's going to be more than just once. Is it? It's interesting too to me. I mean, does it? 
is there any kind of offset in terms of I know you you, know, you you guys know more about the banks than I do, but I know you guys talk all the time about the banks are waiting for rates to go up, rates to go up, rates to go up. Now that rates are going up, is there any sort of offset in what that does to people taking out loans? Yeah. I mean, it, that's a good question. Is, is it nothing but blue skies if rates go up? No. Or is it mixed? Yeah. <laughs> Even though everyone is acting like it. Yeah. Yet. So I guess in general, everyone agrees that a rising rate environment like this is going to be good for, for bank profits. But at the same time, there there is the risk that consumer behavior changes once rates go up. So, for instance, the mortgage thing, mm-hmm. they, people want to borrow less when the rates are really yeah. high usually. And um, then there's the question of when they're going to have to start paying depositors uh, more money. So basically they make money because – the uh, they pay rates. depositors nothing. Exactly. Who are we kidding? <laughs> I mean, the I've rates, got a savings yeah. account. I, nothing. Yeah, yeah. And the rates on your credit card just went up immediately. Right. I mean, but they're not having to pay you any more on your checking account, on your right. savings account, or anything. But so, eventually, that will have to shift. Yeah. Eventually, it'll have to shift. It's a question of how okay. fast. I mean, if you raise rates two more percentage points, things really do change. And uh, right now, it seems like what the market's saying is. Just everything is amazing, and it's, it's not hundred <laughs> percent that clear. That's true. It should uh, be the other. The other thing too is Wells Fargo. Um, yeah, that's going to be really interesting yeah. on Friday. Just because it, it's another quarter, um, you know, after the the whole sort of scandal over the fake a- accounts was you mm-hmm. know broke, um, and and Wells has been sort of. It, it looks like their business has been impacted. You know, people, have, you know, they haven't been adding as many customers. The deposits were sort of were down, I believe, um, in November. So it'll be interesting to see how much of, you know, this this reputational damage was done from um, the scandal um, and, and what comments. It will also be interesting to see what steps they are taking to rectify it. Um, you know, uh, our colleague, Rachel. I'm uh, not Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> our, our colleague, Emily, Rachel, is sitting right yeah. here. People get us confused a lot. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Emily Glazer has written a lot about, like, the steps that they've, you know, taken to sort of solve this problem and the difficulties that they have doing taking those steps because it's on a very individual level. Yeah, yeah so they started releasing, uh, I think it's a monthly report on – uh, the checking account and credit card account openings. And it, it was clear that once they stopped these quotas, it, they just totally fell off a cliff. So wow. this quarter will be the first time we see what that actually means for the bottom line. So they, I would say mm-hmm. of the three on uh, Friday, watch Wells. And then the other thing I, I just would pay attention to is just trading volumes. Um, Wall Street has benefited from all the political uncertainty oh, yeah. of 2016, right? From you, you know, you saw trading volumes pick up in the wake of Brexit. I mean, Brexit and the day after the election, the day after Brexit, were two of the busiest days with over 10 billion, I think, shares trading hands. Um, uh, both well over yeah. uh, 10 billion. So it'll be interesting to see the volatility of the sort of in the second half because of the political um, uncertainty around the uh, around the world really how much that benefited the sort of trading environment for Wall Street. Yeah. All right. Uh, We will leave it there. Rachel, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. We're always glad to have you on. Uh, Grocer, Paul Vigna, everyone, thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you soon. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.